Welcome to the Foundations Church Podcast, where we exist to make Jesus famous. We hope this message is life-giving, encouraging, and challenges you in your walk with Christ. so cute. Your job is weird, moms. It is, right? There are a lot of things you didn't think you were going to do in life till you had babies. But anyway, thank you for being here today to celebrate with us. Uh, thanks if you brought your mom, your daughter, your grandma, your sister. We're just really thankful that we get to celebrate this day with you. And you know, we want to celebrate all women here today um, because we want to celebrate you if you're a mentor, a teacher, a sister, a friend, and a mom because Here's the thing, I love being a mom and I love Mother's Day. I look forward to it every year. It's really fun for me. But I know that some of you, it was a struggle to be here today. You might be dealing with loss or disappointment or hurt and you really don't like Mother's Day. So we want all women today to be honored and to feel celebrated and special and especially you moms. And so we have some fun things in the lobby and down the hall for you. We have two photo booths, one here and one down by the kids. They were really busy after first service. So it might take a while to get your picture taken. And then we have cupcakes, really yummy cupcakes. Kat Buck, who has Persnickety's Bakery, she attends foundations, has brought us raspberry cream, lemon, and chocolate cupcakes. So all women, you feel free to have those and enjoy them after service. We're just glad to have a, a small part in your day today. So I'm going to jump into my sermon today because I get to kick off this this sermon series called The Spirit-Led Life. It's five weeks long, and I'm really excited that I get to kick it off because I feel like being led by the Holy Spirit is a continual desire for all of us, right? We all want God's direction in our lives. And so this is something that applies to all of us, not just mamas today. So don't check out if you're not a mom, if you're not a lady, because we all need to be spirit-led. But with that said, I am gonna use some mom illustrations today because you get to hear the dad illustrations year-round, right? It's always dad illustrations. So today, we give the moms a shout-out with some illustrations. And I promise you that my illustrations have nothing to do with technicals and throwing water bottles and yelling at small children, okay? I'm not gonna do that today. You can do that. And y'all, listen, I, I really think so hard when I get the chance to have the mic to say something embarrassing about Justin, I just can't because he tells you all the embarrassing things about him and there's nothing left for me to say. So anyway, my goal in life is to share a story one day that he has not and embarrass him. But anyway, so 
Moms, we do want to be spirit-led as we lead our children, right? And um, we have this little, this way, this sensitivity to be able to detect these little rumblings of the heart in our family, to be able to maybe tell when something's going on in our kid and you can't really see it, but you know there's something going on, right? But on the flip side of that, we, um, we tend to read into things, maybe take small things and blow them up and overreact into big things. We tend to read into things and worry about things that aren't really gonna happen, but what if they do, right? We do that as well. So true discernment, um, we don't have true discernment without the leading of the Holy Spirit. We are, all of us, up and down, and we're tossed by all the different situations that come our way, and it's really difficult in our own nature to handle it all, to know what to say, when to say it, how to say it. Should I take this job? What about this decision that I'm gonna make? I don't know what to do in this situation. Because in our finite minds, when we see situation A, we think, well, we need to do B. That makes sense. It's in our timing, and this response just makes sense to me. But God doesn't always lead us the way that we think he should, what looks right to us and what makes sense to us. So my first point is spirit steps aren't always the same as our steps, okay? And I got another mom illustration for you. You know, when your baby is going from baby to toddler and they reach their little hands up, 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 and they want you to hold their hands and then you take a step and then they take a step and the little chubby baby legs are like, you know, wobbly and then you take a step and they take a step and you're walking them. And when they get more comfortable, then they try to take their leg outside of yours because they wanna go over here because they see a toy or there's a puppy or grandma or something. And the fastest way is this way that they're pulling, but you see an obstacle you see a mound of toys or stairs or something dangerous. And so they wanna go this way, but you lead them around the path this way because you know that's the best path for them. That's the safest way. And that's what God does for us. We may not, we don't see what's down the road. We don't know what coming, what's coming, but he does. We may not see the obstacles, but he has the path for us and he guides us. But that doesn't always make sense to us, right? And so mamas, another example is we like to be efficient, right? We gotta keep everybody alive and make, all, make sure their clothes are all clean and everybody gets food and everybody makes it to school and learns something. And to do that, we have to be very efficient. Everything has to go like this or something bad is gonna happen, right? And so I haven't done this yet, but I've had lots of friends that are talking about how efficient online grocery shopping is, okay? So... They say that it's kind of a headache to get it all set up. But once you do, all you have to do is pull up your account and click a button and it chooses all the groceries that you would buy. Okay, so you get to skip driving to the store, wheeling your cart around, all the slow people that are in your way, picking out all the groceries, getting in the long line, checking out, loading it into your cart with one click of a button. That is super efficiency right there, okay? And then you don't even have to let go out of your way to go to the grocery store. You schedule a pickup for when you're just driving right by it, like after work or after picking your kids up and they put it in your car and you go. That is amazing efficiency. 
And we have to be efficient with all of the meal plans and the schedules and the carpooling and all of the stuff. But the Holy Spirit is hardly ever efficient, right? He doesn't lead us the fastest way that we want him to, the most rational way to us. And sometimes when we can't understand his ways, you know, because his ways are higher and his thoughts are higher, then we don't allow him to lead us. Sometimes we hold on to the plans and we manipulate it to make it turn out the way we want it. Sometimes we hold on to the control out of fear because we're scared, but sometimes we hold on to the control out of self-sufficiency. We think we know. We have this business plan, we have this next five-year plan mapped out, and we think we know. But God wants us to be pliable, flexible listeners. Because when he doesn't lead us on the easiest way possible, he's still bending us along the path, the best way, the path he has marked out for you, the path that's gonna lead you in the right direction. And so the book of Exodus is a really good example of of this that I wanna share with you. In this part of Exodus, God is leading the Israelites to life, safety, and freedom. And all they can see, because they're focused on what they can see, is death, fear, and really their own inconvenience at this point. They become rigid and inflexible because they just want it their way constantly. So I wanna focus on chapters 13 and 14 out of Exodus, and this is after the last plague where God struck down um, the firstborn children and livestock, and Pharaoh decides to let them go. And just so you get a picture, there are 600,000-ish men, not counting women and children, and they've been in Egypt over 400 years. So let's pick up Exodus 13, 17. It says, when Pharaoh let the people go, God did not lead them on the road through the Philistine country, though that was shorter. Stop there, right? Okay, so when they were in Egypt, the short road was through the Philistine country just up here, and it is along the Mediterranean Sea. It was beautiful and lush, and there was a sea breeze and lots of food, and um, it's like where people want to go vacation, Mediterranean cruises. It was beautiful, and it was short, and God did not take them that way, okay? And it says, for God said, if they face war, they might change their minds and return to Egypt, because God knows we tend to take the easy way out. When we face resistance, we want to run back to our mess. We want to run back to what was comfortable and not push through on where God is calling us to go. So he said, they might face war and change their minds and return to Egypt. So God led the people around by the desert toward the Red Sea. They knew what the short road was and he took them not just the long way, but the hot, long, desert, dry way. But God was protecting them from, them from themselves. He knew what they would do. He was going ahead of them to make a way. And here's another example of that. In 13, 21 through 22, it says, by the day the Lord went ahead of them in a pillar of cloud to guide them on their way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light so they could travel by day and night. Neither the pillar of cloud by day nor the pillar of fire by night left its place in front of the people. So God was going before them to make their way safe and to take care of them. And listen, they could see a constant miracle in the sky. They could see this constant cloud, this constant pillar of fire that was protecting them and leading them. 
And this is their immediate response when they see Pharaoh's army approaching. I need you to hear the drama and the sarcasm that is coming. It's chapter 14, verse 11. It says, was it because there were no graves in Egypt that you brought us into the desert to die? Why have you done this to us? Didn't we say to you in Egypt, just leave us alone and let us serve the Egyptians? It would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the desert. They wanna go back. Just let us be slaves. That's comfortable. This is hard. And so God's plan was to take them through what I think is one of the most spectacular miracles recorded in scripture. You've seen Prince of Egypt? It's pretty cool to watch. Where the walls of water roll up of the Red Sea and they cross on dry land and their ankles didn't sink up into their knees in the mud. When they get to the other side, they get to watch the waters crash onto Pharaoh's army and swallow them up. That's where God was leading them and they just wanna go back to slavery. Just, why did you bring us here? Just send us back, because it didn't look like how they thought it should go. It wasn't comfortable. It was not efficient, mamas. And they just started looking like tunnel vision on how they felt, what they could see, and they thought they knew better instead of letting God lead them. And I just gotta say, isn't this a prime example of us? Like, I'm including me in the us, right? Like, when I read Exodus, it's really easy for me to get frustrated with the Israelites and get, wonder, why are they so disobedient? Why are they so grumbling and faithless? And I can just rake them over the coals, but when I think about it, don't we do the same things over and over again, just like they did? So we need to be Holy Spirit-led and not self-led. Because when we lead ourselves, we lead ourselves opposite of Scripture. We lead by sight, and not by faith. We're led by emotions. We're led by what other people are doing by our limited human perspective. And it's the Holy Spirit's job to lead us into truth. So I get to share the Holy Spirit's job description with you really quickly. John 14, 16 says, and I will ask the Father and he will give you another counselor to help you and be with you forever. John 14, 26 says, but the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name will teach you all things and remind you of everything I have said to you. And the last one is John 16, 13 says, but when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. The words in these three verses, counselor, helper, advocate, teacher, guide, that's what he does for us. It's the Holy Spirit's job to guide us, comfort us, and lead us. He is working for us. He's inside working for us and with us. And as we plant God's word in our mind, like uh, Justin says, be a student of the word. And as we read God's word and we plant it in our heart and mind, it's the Holy Spirit's job to remind us of that truth right when we need it in a certain situation or for someone else. Maybe you can reach out and share that with someone else. And I wanna talk about the two words, advocate and counselor that were used in these verses. They, those two words mean the same thing, advocate and counselor. And the Greek word for that is parakletos. And the English word for that is paraclete. So the definition of paraclete means the one who is called to our side. Isn't that amazing? Another definition is the one who comes alongside to help us. You have help 
in every situation. And you don't even have to go look for that help because he's called to your side. He's right beside you. He comes alongside you in your daily life with all the little things, but he's also right there in the big decisions, in the frustration, in the hurt. He's called to your side. He's right there to help you. And so with that being said, it sounds easy to say, well, and I'm spirit-led. I'm gonna do it right now. We're gonna be spirit-led. It's really easy because it feels like it. But the difficult part of that is our self gets in the way, right? All of our self, our thoughts, our attitude, our emotions, what other people think about the decisions we're making, the overwhelming just daily life that, that comes before our eyes, all of that gets in the way. We get distracted, we get overwhelmed, we get busy, right? And so to be spirit-led, we need continual renewal. I'm gonna read Ephesians 4, 17 through 24, but I wanna kind of preface this, that Paul wrote this letter to the Ephesians, to the believers, to the Christians and the church. And sometimes when I read scripture, I kind of think that doesn't apply to me. Maybe that's the people that aren't believers because this is kind of, of long and, and I just wanted to preface to you that this is written to us. So it says, with the Lord's authority, I say this, live no longer as the Gentiles do for they are hopelessly confused. And the NIV says, in the futility of their own thinking. It says their minds are full of darkness and they wander far from the life God gives them because they've closed their minds and hardened their hearts against him. They have no sense of shame. They live for lustful pleasure and eagerly practice every kind of impurity. But that isn't what you learned about Christ. Since you've heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him, throw off your sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the spirit renew your thoughts and attitude. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. So this is showing us how not to live hopelessly confused with closed minds. And we like to think we're immune to that because we're Christians, because we're followers of Christ. But if we aren't disciplining ourselves to throw off the self-led nature, to throw off the sinful nature and let the spirit renew our thoughts and attitudes, then we can end up confused in the darkness of our own thoughts. So we need a constant renewing. And Romans 12, two says that also, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing and perfect will. So many times when we're feeling frustrated or lost without direction, we're focusing on our own thoughts. We're focusing on the pattern of this world, what everybody else around me is doing. It's when we choose to be transformed by the renewing of our minds that we can see what God's plan is, that we can see how he's leading us. We can see his plan for our lives. So it's a daily renewal that we need. And Listen, when I read the Bible and I read or I hear somebody say, you need to be renewed, that's kind of a churchy word to me. I mean, I feel like I know what that means, but I wanted to see the actual definition of what does it mean that I'm telling you you need to be renewed every day. So the Greek word for renew in this scripture in Romans is anakinesos. And I'm just gonna say that once and we're just gonna pretend I said it right. Um, and it means to have a change of heart and mind 
It means to make fresh. Don't you just sometimes need a fresh revelation from God about a circumstance in your life? You need to look up and just see, God, what are you speaking to me? And just have a fresh perspective from the Lord, right? And another word is, this is my favorite, is renovation by the power of the Holy Spirit. That is powerful. So to be renewed means you're having a renovation by the power of the Holy Spirit. And um, I, that's my favorite part of the definition and I have a really unspiritual way to describe it. A good, this will give us a good word, word picture in our life of what the Holy Spirit does for us. And when I think of renovation, I think of Chip and Joanna. I think of Fixer Upper, right? And so, because it's Mother's Day, we're gonna talk about HGTV up here. Um, <laughs> But for real, they take, they find these houses that are dilapidated and falling apart. Nobody wants to live in them and they're old and like the porches are falling apart. They need new roofs. Their wood is rotting. Everything is just falling apart. When you go inside, they tear down walls. They put in all new flooring. They gut the kitchen. They have new windows, new doors, new everything. And what started as really bad ends up beautiful. So much so that you're like, I want to live in that house now. And then you go home and you're like, I want to make my house look like that now. Like it's just beautiful. And that's a good picture of what the Holy Spirit does inside of us. He takes what's old and what is falling apart and what is our sinful nature and our self-led thoughts and he just pours his power in us and renovates us. And so how do we continually walk in that? Because we don't do the work. The Holy Spirit does the renovating. So what is our part? Our part to be renewed is we've got to reach for it. We gotta reach out and take what the Holy Spirit is leading us in and guiding us in. And I have an example of reaching for it. So I don't know if you've noticed, but I'm pretty short and I'm married to a really tall guy, right? And People comment on that and it's kind of cute, but when we first got married, there were some disadvantages to that that we were not aware of. And one of those is hanging pictures. Um, so we never hung pictures before we moved into our first apartment because our mamas and daddies always hung pictures. So we didn't know what we were doing. And we, um, I was gonna unpack and I was like, Justin, it's your job. We have this big mirror and some pictures. You hang the pictures. And um, we just decided, oh, we should hang them eye level. Perfect. So I'm unpacking and I come out <laughs> into where I think it was like the hallway and the bottom of the mirror that he hung was right here. I can't even see the top of my head. Like I was like, well, all right, that'll work, you know? And then the pictures were hung that high. You had to step back and look at them. So I was like, maybe we should clarify eye level on the hanging of the pictures. We had to compromise there because he was like, I see nothing wrong with this. I don't know what your problem is. Um, the second example is um, I wear flip-flops around the house every day as my house shoes. I've always got flip-flops on. So when we first got married and he would put things away, like I would pick up, he would pick up things and he would put my flip-flops up. Well, the next day I would go to find them and I was like, I can't find my flip-flops anywhere. I would look in the back porch, the front porch, under the couch, under the bed, everywhere I could look and I couldn't find them. So when he would get home and say, where are my flip-flops? Have you seen them? And he's like, oh yeah, I totally know where they are. He would go into the closet and reach on his tippy toes, 
really high to a shelf that I had never even looked up. I don't even know if that shelf is there. And he couldn't even reach them. He's doing this thing, you know, and it's like, oh, here you go. And I'm like, why would you put my flip-flops up where a giant can't even see them? <laughs> like, so after we'd been married a little while, I realized when I couldn't find something, I bet you Justin's put that up. And so I had to lift my gaze up from where I normally look down. I normally put things on the bottom shelf, on the floor, and I had to look up from what I'm normally focusing on. And I'd have to reach on my tippy toes and look for things. Sometimes I have to get a step stool, but the point is I have to go out of my way and it takes effort. And that's what we have to do to be Holy Spirit led. We gotta reach outside of our self-led nature. That's comfortable, that's what we see. And take hold of how the Holy Spirit is leading us. Because our default self is focused on this world. It's focused on earthly things. We just see what we can see. We look down and we just see the constant grind. We see the difficult situations. We see, I don't know what to do right now. We've got to choose to look up and reach out and ask, God, what are you trying to show me in this situation? All I see is this, but what do you see? And there was a time in my life when we were youth pastors, I've talked about it before, that there was just disappointment after disappointment and confusion. And I just decided to look down and focus on that. And I didn't even get, I got to the point where I didn't even think about, God, what are you trying to do in me right now? How are you trying to lead me? Because I just got so consumed with life that I could see. We've got to choose to be listeners of his voice. Focus our heart and mind on how he's leading us. And I'm closing right now with a few scriptures and a charge for you. But Romans 8, 5 says, those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things, but those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about things that please the Spirit. So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death, but letting the Spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. Galatians 5:16 echoes that and says, so I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what the sinful nature craves. I love how these scriptures, the one in Ephesians, and these you say, let. Allow the Holy Spirit control of your mind. Let the Holy Spirit guide you. Let the Holy Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Because you know what? I don't always wake up that way. I don't always want to react to situations Holy Spirit led, right? I'm not naturally inclined to do that. I don't feel Holy Spirit led in my own emotions. And we have to stop and reach for that. It takes effort. It takes getting out of our own thought process and our own nature and listening to the Lord, yielding our minds to the Holy Spirit. We got to listen to our guide. He's our guide and tune our ears, open our ears to him. And that is not just so that we have direction with difficulties, so that we have help. And he is our helper called to your side. But it's also to take hold of the promise that life and peace that Romans says. It's also to walk in the fruit of the spirit and have fruitful lives, full of God's purpose, running after that dream he's whispering to you, bringing glory to God and building God's kingdom. We do that by listening and allowing him to lead us. Psalms 127.1 said, unless the Lord builds the house, the builder labors in vain. 
1 Corinthians 6, 19 says, do you, know, do you not know that your bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit? Who is in you, whom you've received from God? You yourself, we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Let him build your life. If we try to build it, we're building in vain because we are self-led. We've got to let go of control and trust him and let him build our lives. Let the Holy Spirit lead us because he already knows the future and he already has the plan, even if that plan is through the desert and it's long and it's hard. You gotta look to him, to how he's leading you and let him guide your life. Allow him into every thought, every action, every decision. So you can live out, this is our scripture for the whole five weeks. Acts 17, 28 says, in him we live and move and have our being. Isn't that what we want our life to look like? Every move we make, God is leading us. And so I wanna give you a charge for the next four weeks. Uh, if you come to FC Women, you know that I like to give you things to take home and do because I've, I think we need to have application. We need to use what we're hearing from the Word of God. So uh, we get caught up in us, right? We get caught up. I get caught up. That's not just people that aren't trying to listen to God. We just get caught up in life. That happened to me this week. I was talking to Greg Fisher, our business administrator, last Sunday about a situation. And then uh, this week I had some situations just come up, regular life stuff. And I found myself saying things like, I don't know what to do with that. I don't know if this is God telling me this. I don't know if this is me feeling this way. I don't know what to do with this and stressing and worrying and getting caught up. We get caught up in being busy, being overwhelmed, carrying heavy loads, and we forget to reach past our own self, our own thoughts, what we can see and take hold of the Holy Spirit and what He's saying to us and how He's leading us. So my charge to you today is to get up five minutes early every day. Now, just let me stop you there because I know that a lot of you take five minutes in the morning to look at Facebook, right? I battle that. I'll get my Bible out and I'll hear my phone ding and I wanna look at my phone and I'm like, oh, put the phone up. So I think you have five minutes of Facebook time or newspaper time or whatever it is. I want you to get up five minutes early and focus on being Holy Spirit led. Open your ears, yield your mind to the control of the Holy Spirit. Remind yourself that He's called to your side. We forget that. We go through our day, we forget. He's called to our side. He's right there as our helper. We need to take that time every day to remind ourselves. Use these scriptures, put them on your phone, write them down by your bed or in your Bible, but put them before your eyes to remind yourself that one is called alongside to help me. So take that time to renew your mind and allow him to lead you. Set your mind on purpose right? This is the day that's going to come at me and I'm setting my mind and I'm going to listen to you, Lord. I'm in the little things like how I can speak life to my children and my family, how I can reach that coworker, how I can make this decision, but I'm setting my mind to listen to you today, God, to be filled with his truth and direction. And we're going to build on this for the next four weeks in this series. And I'm going to take some time to pray for you. I feel like there's some people here that your mom has been praying for you a long time. Your grandma, a mentor, somebody in your life, they want you to get this. They want you to take hold of that help that's offered to you. 
And I wanna pray for all of you today, this morning. Lord, I thank you so much that you are here with us, that you are called. You sent the Holy Spirit to be called to our side, to walk with us through every single circumstance, daily life, big things, hard things, that you're with us. Thank you that you are our guide. And I pray that you would enable every single person here to listen to you, to respond to you, to hear you, and to be able to walk through life following your guidance. God, I pray that you would just speak to us and to this week, that we would take that time to remind ourselves what we have in you, that we would take that time to focus on what are you doing in our lives in this situation, God. I just pray you'd bring that encouragement and just that realization of what you have to offer us and help us to take hold of that in our life and operate in the fruit of the Spirit and operate in life and peace because you are right beside us, giving that to us every step of the way. I pray you would bless all of the people here today. I pray you would bless mamas that work hard and that pray and that love and that are seeking after you, God, that you would just go with them as they leave today, Lord Jesus, and bring your blessing upon them. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, can you give it up to my wonderful wife, Casey? A lot of people said, how do you get away with this? Mother's Day weekend, you you take the week off and you get your wife to preach. Um, Let me tell you, I have an incredible wife. And... um, she has a the reason she does this is she has a heart for it. She wants to be able to be used to speak to you what God's speaking to her. And so, um, Casey, thank you. Thank you for all the stuff you do behind the scenes that nobody sees that I take for granted. So, thank you, thank you, thank you. Hey, real quick, I want us to bow our heads and close our eyes. And I know we did this at the beginning of the service, and uh, but we always want to just give people a chance come to the knowledge, to the surrendering point of surrendering your life to Jesus Christ. This morning, you may have missed it the first time. Maybe you thought it was going to be an embarrassing moment, but if you're here and you say, Justin, I'm not where I need to be and I need to recommit my life or I need to make a first-time decision, would you just raise your hand right now, right where you are, if you're here, nobody's looking around, you just say, that's me. Would you raise your hand right now, right now? Is there anybody here you didn't raise your hand before? You say, man, that, that's me right now, and I just need to get some things right because I'm not where I'm supposed to be in my relationship with them. Is there anyone else um, before we go any further in service? Okay, I'm going to ask everybody to stand up across this building. Um, here, here's what I, I want you to know. Casey said some great things, but one thing that really stuck out to me is that you can't have a life full of discernment if it's not full of the Holy Spirit. If it's not full of the Holy Spirit directing you, you're not going to know what's right and what's wrong, which way to go and which way not to go. Um, that My favorite verse in Ephesians talking about God, don't let us not live like the unwise, but the wise, making the most of every opportunity. You can't do that outside of the Holy Spirit leading you. And I would tell you this, when I say Holy Spirit, when I say Holy Ghost, it gets real weird. Some of you, you grew up here in the Holy Spirit, and you're like, uh-oh, this is going to be a weird series. The Holy Spirit is not weird. People are weird, but not the Holy Spirit. Okay, so let's just clarify this. 
This is a series that's so, so important for you to be at. I, I can't say that enough. Um, and next week, we're going to talk about how do I know, understand the will of God for my life? What's His will? What's His purpose? Because that is the number one question, the number one thing followers of Christ are concerned with that they don't know how to find out. And so join us next week. Invite somebody to be with you next week. We believe that found people find people. Second service, you are killing it. Let's go. Let's continue to grow. I'm going to ask our prayer team to come right now. Um, if you are helping us pray this morning, if you could come down to the front and take your place. Um, and the reason we do this is because here's what I know and what I understand. As I know this is Mother's Day, but Mother's Day for some of us are really hard. It's a really hard day. If you've lost your spouse, if you've lost your mom, it's tough. And some of you are going through things and you feel all alone. And man, can I tell you, you're not alone. You have a church family here that wants to pray with you and agree with you. And so at the very end of the service, I'm gonna invite you to come down and give us the opportunity to agree with you in prayer. There'll be plenty of cupcakes. There'll be plenty of time to do the photo booth. But let us pray with you. It's been a fantastic day, Foundation Church. Shannon's gonna lead us. If you want prayer, come down. We would love to pray with you, and we will see you next Sunday. Come on, worship with us again. Jesus, we love you. Well, Jesus, We hope that you enjoyed this message. If you have any questions or want to reach out to us, you can email us at info at foundationschurch.tv or visit our website at foundationschurch.tv.